Welcome to the Solar Buzz, featuring me, David Williamson. As always, today I have two guests uh, in no particular order. I've got Ryan Hildreth and, well, can you give him a round of applause. And Alexa Basinger. Yeah, the applause are weird. You're, you're not giving him proper applause today. You don't like them very much. Amber, everybody, <laughs> sorry about that. So, hi guys, how are you? Good, how are you doing, David? Good. I'm okay. You guys look really comfortable up here. <laughs> You know, I think this we is are. one of your first, one of the first times in this office, because you guys aren't allowed to come upstairs, obviously. First time in it with you here. How about that? You're <laughs> in my office without me here? No, sometimes there's people some, sit at your desk. There's some and... loose change missing. Yeah. Um, well, tell us, what do you guys do here? Uh, we manage utilities. So I manage East Coast, everything Louisiana and East, and then Ryan manages West. Everything West. So uh, what are the states that you take care of? So Louisiana, the... Um, Mississippi? Do we do utility in Mississippi? Yeah, not well, but we do them. We don't do it well. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> no, Make it's sure that out. <laughs> their renewable it, it energy laws are really, really like messed up. So okay, and we do because, them, but we do them, but that's because Mississippi is a state not known for solar, mm -hmm. and so you can imagine, or anyone would imagine, utilities are going to be challenging, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida. Yep, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina. And then our Northeast as well, Illinois, New Jersey, Wisconsin. So Virginia, Maryland. Virginia, Maryland, yep. Are you doing utility for Maryland or is the subcontractor doing it? Sub is still in Maryland and we're researching and getting documents and okay. stuff. Okay, and are we doing the utility in New Jersey? Uh, yes. We are, and that's where they have SREX. Mm -hmm. What's SREX stand for? Uh, solar Renewable Energy Certificates. How about that? I didn't know that. I thought it was uh, renewable energy credits. I yeah. said Rex, though. Uh, and then Illinois. And then, Ryan, you are in Texas. Yep. Uh, Colorado, New Mexico, Nevada, California, and Utah. Okay. And the split is not even, is it? Mm -mm. You have, Ryan, you have more jobs that go across your desk than Alexa does, but hers are more complex because you don't have to deal with S-Rex at all. Nope. There's S-Rex and T-Rex and a bunch of other kind of wrecks that are out there, and we don't even know what they mean. Yep. The only thing we deal with that wouldn't be on NetSuite would be rebate docs. So in Texas, after PTO, we'll have to fill out a final invoice, get that signed. But it's really just the utility installation agreement that comes in the contract, just the one page. Who's the? What utilities have rebates there? Uh, CPS Energy in San Antonio and Austin Energy in Austin. Just those two? Yep. And then as, as salespeople go into new markets... And they, they produce a new deal, and they turn it into us, and we don't recognize the utility. What do you guys have to do? That's when you guys have to get to work, right? Yep. Yeah. So we have a list of questions that we ask. So we got to get on the phone, call them, and start going down the list. Um, do you offer buyback? Do you offer a rebate? Do you have a max system size? Is that dependent on AC or DC? Um, what's your final inspection process? Do you have a portal, or are we going to be submitting by email? Um, a lot of the utilities are switching over to power clerk now, which right. is nice. So, um, but yeah, a lot of questions that we ask, we get that all filled out and put it into our knowledge base. That way everyone internal here has access to that. So knowledge base is something that's inside of NetSuite, but salespeople, not everyone has the same access in NetSuite. A salesperson or a sales company doesn't automatically get access to the knowledge base. You guys put everything you learn from utilities as we go into that area and you put it in knowledge base, what it like is to do with the net metering or buyback. Uh, if a rep wanted that or a, a, a group of reps, whatever, anybody wanted access to that kind of info, um, how could we get that to them? Do they typically call you guys? Do you guys have an email? 
a centralized email where they reach out and say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to try to sell in this market. What's the what's the utility policy in Georgia? Yeah, um, utility. Com- I mean, sales reps reach out to us in a ton of different ways. A lot of times um, they reach out to our utilities at Titan Solar Power email. Um, and there we could just kind of like research the utility. If it's one we haven't heard of, um, we'll get them on the docs they need, any information that they don't already have. But um, I think more frequently they're asking for utilities that we do know. In that case, they'll reach out to their partner relations liaison and uh-huh. they'll get them the docs they need. Okay. And those docs aren't always in the proposal software, Solo or Sonobi, yeah. because there's so many. Yeah, not always. Sometimes, right. and they'll like renew their um, interconnection docs every year. So sometimes they won't have the renewal in there as well. Right. And they have to get, they, I remember when I used to fill out APS and SRP stuff, they would have a new application. You had to check the date on it because you'd have a customer fill out the old one, turn yeah. it in, and they go, they'd send it back to you. Right. And there was no changes on it. Just had the different date at the top yes. corner. Just to be different. Same exact document. Just has different date to make right. it harder. So... And you guys have a team of people that are not all here at headquarters. You guys work here at headquarters, but your mm-hmm. team, are sp- they spread out, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, how many people do you have at the table here? You've got, what, one, two, three? How many good people do you have at the table? I see, like, <laughs> maybe one. Willem's all right, isn't he? Probably not. <laughs> really antisocial. But you have, you have your group here. And then how many people work remote? I have 19 people on my team. Three 19? of them are here. Yeah. You have 19 people on your team and only three are here. Who's your three here? Um, Cassandra, Fierro, Nina, and um, Jessica. Cassandra, Fierro, Nina, and Jessica. That sounds like four. Did you name someone with a, Did you put a last name in there? <laughs> yeah, Cassandra, Nina, and Jess. Okay, Cassandra, Nina, and Jess. Why did you give some, It's funny you gave some one person a last name. We're not <laughs> I, on a first name basis. Yeah. And you, uh, Ryan, you have people here as well? Yeah, I used to have more people here, but um, Tammy, who does Arizona, I'm sure most of the sales reps that anybody, are here. Anybody who sells in Arizona who has to do with APS has uh, interfaced with Tammy. Or Shanna. Right, in NetSuite. And they um, wanted to move out of the state and pursue other things, but still wanted to stay with the company, and they've been great. Pursue other things. Didn't Tamara pursue a love interest? She did. She found, got herself a man. Had a uh, tire blowout going down to Tucson this weekend, from what I heard. And uh, and so she's not working today? Yeah. No, she has. That was over the weekend. Got everything squared away. But yeah, blew out the Look tire and then uh, blew out the spare as well. So Staying intimately involved with your with your employees on a mechanical like a car basis. How about that? You don't know anything about else about her. Does she have kids? Uh, no, uh, she does have kids. There actually. you go. There you go. No, yeah, it's all no, about the car though. We, we try to talk to them more about work. Be yeah. Personal managers. True. <laughs> I think, I think we've done a better job at that. Cause people don't know. We were on the other side of the table at mm-hmm. one point. We were processors before we took this position. Right. Yeah. So, so you guys know the job. It's not like you guys are managers who have never done the job. There are mm-hmm. people that go into management that, have to learn the job from their subordinates. You guys did this job. You were at the table first. We say at the table because in Arizona, we have this big project management table. It's 12 people. You guys were there, and now you're graduating to L-shaped desks. <laughs> and everyone's got a standing desk, but I noticed none of your people raise the desks up. You guys nope. are all pretty low to the ground. Utilities people. Yeah, I was a right? sitter, too. <laughs> yeah. get locked in. I was a sitter. <laughs> Not a standard. I get it. I um, raise mine on occasion. That's funny. How long have each of you worked here? Um, it's been a year and a half for me. A year and a half, and you're already running mm-hmm. half the country for utilities. You must be pretty good at it. Uh, Ryan, how about you? It'll be four years uh, this month. And you didn't only do utilities. You came in starting at what? Um, the January before the world stopped, so 2020. And then you, what job were you doing? I was doing um, site survey at first. Then right. I did some bird netting, a um, little bit of service tech work, uh, removal and reinstall. 
and then wanted to get off the roof. So there was an opening in utilities. So you have fair skin. I saw on uh, Instagram the other day you had your feet were, <laughs> were stark white because you went down the river and you were you looked like a lobster. Yep, a whole crew of us here, some finance people, partner relations. We all went salt river tubing. So I looked like I got hit by a flamethrower after yeah, that. You did. Still not doing too good, but I'm peeling now. That's so, so bad. You're lucky you didn't get third degree burns. Yeah, no, it's it's hot out there, but. We handled ourselves better than some other people. There were some stumblers when they got <laughs> off the river, and we were all straight as an arrow. So. Straight as an arrow. Perfect. It was a good time. So you've done a lot more um, on the field side. Did that, does that kind of knowledge help you with it as it relates to utilities? Like seeing seeing how systems are designed, understanding like what roof plane they're going on and why utilities care about that? Yeah, it definitely did. It helped me get started learning stuff first. I had already seen a plan set. We need to grab some information off of that when we're submitting documents. So I just knew how to locate things faster than like somebody that's never done solar and we right. bring them in here for the first time and explaining things to them can be, it takes a little time for some things to sink in. Well, when someone's brand new in solar, there's a whole vocabulary we have. Like we have to, we say, you know, AC disco and they're like thinking, are we going to start dancing with them? Right. So it's <laughs> a disconnect. We, we abbreviate too much as well. Um, and you guys, I think, I don't know that most salespeople, and there's only seven salespeople that listen to this podcast, so it's not that big a deal, but I don't think that most of them realize how much a utilities um, agent or person has to do in a job. It's not like you just submit an application and that's it. You mm-hmm. have to make sure, you have to look at the plans. You guys have to be junior designers, right? You guys will look at plans all day long. You have to see what size breaker it is because the utility applications say, what's the back feed breaker? What size disconnect is it? Is there an AC disconnect, a DC disconnect? You have to know the, don't you guys have to know the model numbers of the disconnect of the actual bla- the gray box? Like mm-hmm. was, I, I forgot the names of EAUB211. Two, two, two is one we see a lot. Right. But yeah. Some even ask for the specs for some reason. They want the spec sheet on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys have to know all that stuff, wire sizing. I mean, when plans get kicked back, I mean, everyone knows when something gets redlined, a salesperson always finds out when the, the plans got redlined or permitting gets redlined because they bitch about it for mm-hmm. timeline. Sorry. But uh, you guys have the same thing. You have to look for all that so you don't get a kickback, right? Yeah. And what happens when a utility company, you put in an application, you send the plans, you think they're fine. They send them back saying, hey, uh, on the one-line diagram, this wire wasn't called out, and you have to reapply. Does the timer start again for them to review? Uh, for some utilities, it does. Like, you have to re-wait the 30-business-day waiting period. But for some, they'll expedite it, which expediting for them means, like, cutting it in half. So it's still, like, 15 business days. Gotcha. And when it comes to utility, there's a, a lot of places in the country where we have to have utility approval before we can install it, mm-hmm. right? What are the most notorious... Um, utilities that when you are in where you're if you're selling in that area if you know your job is going to take a long time because hey no one's going to install this before utility approval because of this reason what are the what's the worst one that you can think of uh, off the top of my head either excel or pnm okay so excel energy and they can be found in a lot of different places which it's weird excel in texas excel in new mexico excel in colorado they all operate under different they're uh, all separate all mm-hmm. I think they're all one company, but they all have different requirements for the state that they're in. Okay. So like Texas, we breeze through Excel. We can get approval in a couple of days. Colorado, it depends on which engineer's desk it falls on. And, and is it like that in Colorado? Because everyone complains about Colorado's timeline. I mean, not, not everyone, but the, the, the Colorado timeline for us isn't the fastest. We're getting better and better, but it, it's because Excel, the, they just decide to take longer. There's some old 
white guy who's got a long beard and he's just cranky. Yep, that was the same in New Mexico too. That's literally who was doing it. His name was Ed, but he has since retired. Ed, yeah, <laughs> he's fully retired. Of course he did. Yeah. But um, yeah, in Colorado, they did change their portal recently, so we had a whole rundown meeting with them on that, and hopefully that'll speed them up. We're getting documents like final docs that we would get signed post-install. We're right. getting signed pre-install now. Okay. So we're hoping they can start picking up the pace a little bit. The What about like Tucson? Um, in TEP, there's a lot of areas where you can't backfeed a certain amount of power, right? Um, Maricopa is a big culprit for that. Okay. Anywhere the EDs are, ED2, ED3, ED4. ED2, ED3, these are utility companies, mm-hmm. and they stand for Electric District 2. Electric District 3. And it's because they have no creativity. They just, ED1, ED2, what's the next one? I don't know, man, ED3. Like, they didn't even, <laughs> they didn't even trying. At least Salt River Project is something that has something to do with the East Valley. Uh, what about on the, on the East Coast, Alexa? You have, there are jurisdictions in, is it South Carolina, North Carolina? I know one of the states has, you have to have more requirements before we can get an install done. Which one's more difficult? Yeah, out of the two, North Carolina is definitely more difficult. Per each occurrence has to be listed on the insurance, even though it's assumed that the insurance is per each occurrence every time. You say the insurance. Not every jur- not every utility needs insurance mm-hmm. forms, but out in the East Coast, Florida especially, they want they want to see that the homeowner has insurance, mm-hmm. and they want to see that they have enough insurance, right? Yeah. So in North Carolina, it's 100000 but in Florida, it can be up to a million. 100000 per occurrence. Mm-hmm. And they have to, the customer has to provide a, a letter or a statement from the utility company, or not the utility, their insurance company that, mm-hmm. that states that? Yeah, it's a declarations page. A declarations page. Okay, mm-hmm. so whenever you're selling in the Carolinas, or is it Georgia as well, or no? Yeah, uh, not Georgia, but South Carolina, Virginia, Missouri, um, Florida, they all require personal Missouri insurance. Missouri wants it as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's the declaration page? Yes. And a customer should have that. If they have homeowner's insurance, yeah. they have that declaration page. Yeah, and 100000 isn't too big of a deal because most homeowners already have that. It's when right. it's a million that we get a lot of like feedback on. But, so if a customer has, what's a t- like a customer typically has $500,000 coverage and they have to go up to a million, what do they need to do? Like they have to call their agent? Yeah, they have to call their insurance company and sometimes they won't allow them to make changes mid-policy. So they'll have to seek out a different insurer like... We get a lot of progressive or travelers where they'll let them just do personal liability insurance separately. So it's like a really big hassle for some customers. Yeah. And do we have any idea what the cost is on that? Or is that that's on the kind of, kind of no, on the customer? Yeah, it's definitely different for every customer. But I think that like 100000 is usually like $100 to $200 one-time fee, which is why a lot of sales reps will just like front that. But if it's $1 million, the customer is kind of on their own. Yikes. Yeah. And... So that's, and that's relative to utility, mm-hmm. like the jurisdiction, the, the city is not requiring that. No, it's every utility is deciding to require it themselves. And why would they care? Do you guys <laughs> ever ask them, why do you guys give a shit? Well, it's, I mean, like they won't come out and say it, but it's to make the process more difficult and more like to deter the customer from going through a solar, which is also why they try and make their waiting time as like long as possible. Now that's funny. You brought this up. You, you want to play that spooky sound? You have a conspiracy theory? <laughs> Because there, that is kind of how salespeople have been for the last 10 years in solar is that the notion of utility companies intentionally making the process bad for the homeowner. Mm-hmm. You guys think that's the case? I mean, no one's ever said that from a utility company, right? <laughs> no, they've never said that. And I don't think that it's all utility companies, but I do think some try to nitpick the applications in ways that doesn't really make sense for 
like legal reasons, like if the customer's middle initial is missing in North Carolina, if it's missing on the utility bill but present on the insurance, they'll reject it and send the customer back to the insurance company to get the middle initial removed. Instead of just adding the middle initial to their utility bill? Yeah. Oh, well, if they add it to the utility bill, they have to wait a 30-day billing cycle to get a copy of their utility but bill. They, but the utility <laughs> company can just put it in the computer. It's instant. I know. I know. That See? It gives them a new account number is why. So, like, they have to wait and then give us a copy of their new utility bill, new account holder name, and the new account number. And then we could, like, reapply for everything. So, it starts it over again. I mean, this, uh, this is exactly why... People are skeptical of the utility companies. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of thing where you think, yeah, they are slowing the process down. They're just trying to piss off customers. So yeah. they'll have a nightmare story. The neighbor says, I was thinking about going solar. Oh, don't. I went through six months of mm -hmm. hell because of this. Yeah. That is, uh, that's awful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the but, insurance can be kind of crazy. Some of them are even starting to ask for the utility company, their address, yeah. and their phone number to be added as a additional interest on the homeowner's Why would the insurance. utility company get additionally insured on my and homeowner's policy? Yeah. That's the conversation we have with the homeowner, and honestly, we don't yeah. know what to tell them. Yeah. That, that's insane, because... I, actually, I don't even get that one. That's something, you know, next time you give that, let me know how Eric called the utility company because you can't, you can't ask a homeowner to have the utility company as additionally insured mm -hmm. just because they have it as their whim. It's not mm -hmm. like the homeowner has a solar system. That's their power plant. Yeah. Even though when, we're, when they're buying a system from us, we install a utility disconnect and the utility company says, well, that's mine. We put a label on it, but it's not, it's not they, they don't own it. It's for their mm -hmm. usage, but it's not their thing. That's yeah. Well, that's kind of crazy. Are there any good stories in the utility department? I mean, that's why you guys look so damn miserable down there. <laughs> I mean, I think that some of the companies, as they're getting more used to it, at least on the East Coast, um, are starting to take back the requirements because they're getting a lot of backlash as well. So, like, if a customer is upset about their waiting time, they're calling into the utility company just as much as they're calling in here to complain. So I think they're understanding that and starting to diminish the requirements a little bit but other than that no it's a lot of like back and forth do you think that if uh after we've done our install and we're waiting for the utility company to get them to commission and get them to pto would it be helpful for us to send out a letter to the homeowner saying everything's done we're simply waiting for the utility company here's the phone number and here's the person to call absolutely we should start doing that yeah i think that us I think that us communicating with the customer is the number one thing that both Ryan and I are like pushing for in our department is letting them know, hey, we have this submitted. We have everything like everything looks good. It's on your utility company now. And I think that's helped a lot of customers ease their mind and that we're not just sitting on their application for 30 days with right. no update. Because customers sit there with solar on the roof. They mm -hmm. think, oh, here it got installed. I'm happy. But now I'm not happy because it's been two weeks and no one has told me anything. Right. And unfortunately, like sometimes there's nothing to tell. Mm -hmm. Like it seems annoying to call a customer every week going, Hey, nothing to tell you. Hey, nothing to tell you. Hey, we're yeah. still waiting. Yeah. So yeah. And then they just get in more and more annoyed at us. And then they say, well, tear it off the roof. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> All right. So there are, what's the most favorable uh, utilities that you guys can think of where, if you were a salesperson and anywhere in the country, where would you sell in what utility and why? Dallas, Fort Worth area and Dallas, Encore. Fort Worth and Encore. Encore. We have a really good relationship with their top of, execs over there okay. that oversee their solar department that's so, cool. well that's good to know and that's Linda, a great market linda morgan if i ever need anything i got her on speed dial so 
nice to have that relationship with her dating back to when I first started. So we've been working together for a couple years now. That's cool. Um, and the good thing with them is they take the authorization form that we're allowed to put in the contract now that allows us to sign for the homeowner. So in Encore, if they can get us that, they'll let us sign for the homeowner and we'll have approval pretty much right when we sign. Okay. So Dallas-Fort Worth and Encore, that's one of the best ones. What about you? You got a good one? Um, I know we just crap-talked it, but probably anywhere in Florida because they don't require um, approval to install as often. So we're just getting what we need in the front end, and then in the back end is when we submit. Okay, so that's important. When If you're selling in Florida, mm-hmm. the salesperson should know that the utility company, there is no utility application approval mm-hmm. prior to install. But post-install, there is an application process and there is going to be interaction with the homeowner that they might need to sign something, right? Yeah. And in the front end, we're usually getting all of that anyway. So the customer doesn't necessarily need to sign anything in the back end, but we'll have everything we need to resubmit. So if we get a rejection, it'll just come when okay. they're waiting for PTO. Gotcha. But that because the application's on the back end after the install, mm-hmm. that means that the between point of install and maybe Goodleap's first payment, there could be there could be a payment that happens before the system's turned on, right? Mm-hmm. And that happens a lot? Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just because of the timeline yeah. of it, right? Because yeah. they don't do an application ahead of time. Gotcha. And is there, do you guys talk to the Florida utility companies asking if they want to put it in the front end, the utility application process starting earlier, or do they just, they don't care? I think that they just model it after other utility companies in the area. So Duke Energy, which is funny because in North Carolina and South Carolina, they do require approval to install. They're the biggest utility company in Florida. So I think a lot of the utilities are modeled after that, which helps a lot because they're super lax about a lot of things. Okay. So it's funny to hear that these utility companies work in multiple states mm-hmm. and have different policies, right. even though it's the same parent company, Excel, Duke. Mm-hmm. What are the other big, uh, you mentioned PNM in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, What's wrong with what's not wrong with PNM? What's the challenges in PNM? Slow review times. So they'll tell us this is going to technical review. Please allow 15 business days after an already prior review. And when we get to the summer times, it just exceeds the 15 day. Right. So we're calling, emailing, hey, can we get an update on this? But they're so overwhelmed, they can't get back to us. And their grid is a lot older. Yep. So, so we, we can't just assume it's going to be good. We can't just do the install with a permit assuming it's going to be fine because they might need a transformer upgrade Mm -hmm. and that costs a ton of money. Yep. Usually a couple thousand bucks. Right. Mm -hmm. And no one wants to pay out of pocket for that. So they ask us to pay for it. Like we're making that much money. We're basically broke over here (laughs) doing fine. Um, But yeah, that you can't just add $2,000, $3,000 to a job and expect the homeowner to just pay for it or the rep to take Mm -hmm. it out of their commission. So uh, that's why P and M sometimes takes a lot longer. Right. Mm -hmm. And and there's no hope in sight for that. Like, they're not saying, yeah, we'll hire more people so we can fly through deals. Nope. They don't give a no. shit. No. But, like, that's one of the good things about Encore. Like, I'd say a high percentage of their Transformer upgrades, they'll just do it themselves. They will. So they don't, yeah, they're not going to come and ask us or the homeowner to be responsible for they're that. Doing they're their taking own... responsibility for their own equipment. All right. So. If we get a spike in Dallas sales next week, I'm going to credit it to you. <laughs> buy you. Buy you another pair of shoes. By the way, he's wearing a pair of Jordans I gave him right there. It's <laughs> a so brand new one I gave it to him. Sorry, I haven't bought you any Jordans yeah, yet. Okay. Sorry. Um, do you guys? So how would how would anyone contact the utilities department? Let's say they didn't want to go through the partner relations rep. They want to ask you guys questions directly. Uh, the utilities email is the best. Mm-hmm. So utilities at titansolarpower.com. And what are your guys' email addresses? Should we give that out? Yeah, I'll give it anyway. <laughs> it's Alexa Basinger at titansolarpower.com. It's not a Basinger. No. 
Why not? Because my sister was here. Well, okay, I was here first, but then Aubriana came in between and she got the A. So all of the email addresses, everybody knows email addresses at Titan are usually first initial, last (laughs) name, not first initial dot. It's first initial, last name at Mm TitanSolarPower.com. If someone has first name spelled out, it's because they typically had a a sibling or a relative work here who had the same first initial. So Mm -hmm. you get stuck with the full name. Okay, (laughs) Alexa Basinger at TitanSolarPower.com. And then you're fine with R. Mm-hmm. Hildreth. Yep. How do we spell him? Hildreth. H I L D R E T H. Titansolarpower.com. And those are for um, those are for questions relative to utility companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they can, you know, email you guys, and then you guys can send them anything you you can find out of the data, out of the knowledge base, right. like wait times, cycle times, um, requirements, insurance, all that stuff. There are salespeople in this industry that want to be kind of experts in the area they sell in. So they really want to know, hey, tell me everything you can about how to sell in El Paso. What should I know about the utility? So anybody who um, reaches out to you guys, I'd like to know who they are. So we could say, hey, man, thanks for even, mm-hmm. thanks for caring and thanks for trying to find out what's going on. Yeah, right. Well, cool. This was an easy podcast. So you guys were nervous. I didn't roast either bit. one of you. I didn't talk I about Ryan, how you would go drinking beer with my son when you guys were 18. I didn't talk about that. We didn't bring <laughs> it up. Not till the end. Not till the end. Yeah. Oh, I just did Got it right there. started early. <laughs> yep. Okay. Don't, don't edit that out, Dean. All right. And Amber, you've had a pretty easy day on the board, right? How about a round of applause for you? I noticed the applause were a lot better. Yeah. Did you notice that? She fixed the, the applause filter. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody.